Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. He just finished his run as the Rum Tum Tugger on the U.S. National Tour 6 of Cats, which is currently performing right now on tour. So welcome, Zach Bravo, and thank you for joining me. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. Uh, Tuggers are always fun because it's such a character uh, personality are. with a, a lot of fun in the show. But before we get into Tugger and your experience as Tugger, I always love hearing about your experience with the show before being cast in it. So were you yeah. one of the people that had the 1998 VHS on replay? Did you know it well? Like, what was your experience? Well, I didn't really hear about Cats until I was about like uh, like eight, nine, maybe ten years old. Um, had no idea about it um, until a family friend of mine uh, who lived around the area um, was like really big into just Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. But one of her favorites was Cats, um, and she had the tape, and she uh, she let me borrow it uh, one one day, and she told me, "Watch this, you're gonna play Rum Tum Tugger one day." Um, yeah. So destined um, from a, destined from eight years old to be to be this pretty part. Much. Um, and, and, you know, I grew up as a, as a, as a dancer. So like, uh, and, and the only boy dancer in my studio. So like, I was, I was always just like out there just like doing all this crazy stuff. Um, so, so my, my family friend, Sharon is her name. Uh, she was like, yeah, no, you should watch this because I feel like you would be really great as this when you're older. Um, and I watched it, uh, at that age. And of course I didn't really know what was going on, um, so, but I just took it as is. Um, but I, of course, once I saw the Rum Tum Tugger come out, I was like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's So that's super interesting. Cause I think it's like, I've, I've talked to a couple of Tuggers in the past where it's like, that is not at all their personality. And that's kind of fun of the, the acting. And here you are saying like, I knew that was destined from, from eight years old on that this was going to be my future. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you saw it on the VHS. You, you now know Mm -hmm. that you're going to be a tugger when you grow up. When was the first time, did you see it on stage before you performed? I did. Uh, I did. Um, So as, as if a lot of people don't know this, the, the, our version of this tour is the revival back from 2016. And that was my first time ever seeing cats live. Um, and I believe I was, uh, I, I believe I was either, I think I was a sophomore in college, um, that I got tickets to go see it. And, and I was just blown away really. Like I was in tears. Um, I was, I was just like really moved by like the score and the dancing and, you know, growing up with the, with the big dance background, I was just like incredibly moved. Um, and, and, uh, again, like at that time, uh, I was trying so hard to just like understand it. Um, but you know, when it comes to watching a show like cats, it's, it's very much like you take it how you want to take it. Um, there, there, yes. there is like no rhyme or reason. Um, and I feel like that was, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber's goal with it was to just be like, this is what I have to present take it uh take it out as you will um and and you know i i left i left that theater like just being very inspired and of course when i did see um tugger go on uh tyler haynes 
um, or it might have been Sam Lips, uh, either Tyler Hands or Sam Lips that went on for Tugger. Um, I I left that theater just being very inspired and and looking forward to my future in in, in my musical theater career. Yeah. So okay. So you're in college and you are basically studying to be in musical theater. Like you're you're at this time trying to like that's going to be your future career. Um, yeah. When was it early in the run? Do you remember when you saw it? Like, did you see Leona Lewis or Mamie Paris? No, I saw Leona Lewis. Okay, so you saw it yeah. early. So probably it was Tyler, unless he was he was off that day because he would have been in the early run. Off. Yeah, yeah, could have been. Okay, that's okay. So you see it in soft. So basically, you see the VHS as an eight year old, yes. and then you see it as a an adult. Mm-hmm. Did you have any kind of like aha moments as the the stage production of like, oh, this is a lot different than what eight year old me recognized? No, I, I kind of just felt the same. If anything, it was nostalgic. Um, of course, like uh, the revival and and uh, and Jillian Lynn's version of Cats is is extreme, not extremely different, but they have their differences. It still mm-hmm. tells the same story, um, but I still, for me, um, I definitely felt the same way that I felt when I first saw it uh, on the. Okay, tape. so there's not any of the like the overly aggressive sexual nature of the show that hits you as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> that, that goes over your head as an eight-year-old kind of yeah okay i was very I was, part. it was it was like very like normal for me i was like okay yeah like this is what it is you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i always find that part kind of fascinating because it's like there is i think eight-year-old you sees a different version than adult you mm-hmm. in that show because i think some of those things are like oh that is clearly more sexual than i probably would have thought or that is like very much a coming of age dance, you know, like stuff like yeah. that. I don't think most kids are going to, or I hope most kids aren't recognizing. I don't think kids should see, see the show for that reason. But No, 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 no. But, no. I, I mean, at least for me, cause like, again, like when I watched, when I watched uh, John Partridge's Tucker, um, I just saw like a lot of shimmying and shaking and, and hip thrust. And that's basically kind, kind of what I did when I was doing dance recitals. <laughs> So yeah. I was like, it was okay. it wasn't like not normal for me. Um, so so then uh, so again to to circle back, like I didn't really feel any like sort of difference. Um, it was more so like a nostalgic feeling. Like I understand that there are like you know certain sexual themes within the show um, that are left, like for some of the cats, like it's it's coming of age, and others are it's just it just like they just like ex- like ooze with uh, yeah. uh, raw sex. Totally, appeal. totally. <laughs> okay, so now you get you get cast. Your your destiny is fulfilled as Tugger. What are you told about like the backstory? Like I always love hearing how you are given the history of cats or the story of cats. It's like what were you told about the story and what were you told about Tugger? Oh man, uh, well I remember um, at first um, when we when we were rehearsing uh, and learning the show, um, it was strictly just learning the the, the skeletons mm-hmm. uh, of the of the production. Uh, and we were waiting uh, for Chrissy Cartwright to come and visit us so she could tell, respectively, tell us what Cats is. Um, and that, and we were pretty knee deep into rehearsals. Like we learned the show like in about like two, three weeks. Then, uh, then Chrissy Cartwright came around like the second, the second week, um, and we had like a sort of like a, a boot camp essentially of just like you know learning how to be in our bodies as cats and sensing everything. But as far as um, what what the story is, um, if I can remember, because uh, it was just I remember, it was just so much information to just take in totally. in, in a span of three weeks. You know what I mean? Um, but from what I can remember um, it, like I just remember um, her telling us um, that cats is about redemption and family and acceptance um, and that we are a tribe. Uh, that was the one thing that I remember being told is that we are a tribe. And, you know, with a tribe, that means, you know, we're a family and, you know, fa- and family goes through every single thing. Like, we're not always a happy family. We can, o- we can also be a sad family. We could also be a very upset family. Um, but, and we also, like, I think what's also really great is that we we have so many different cats that have different personalities that have different thought processes. Um, and that shows that really does show when you see it on stage. And I, and I certainly felt that um, every night doing, doing the show. Um, now as Tugger. Um, I remember, I remember Chrissy was going through every single cat and uh, because, you know, we're getting ready. The, the, 
the uh, mm-hmm. the thing is that we're getting ready for the Jellicoe Ball, and we're waiting for Old Dude to come and have him decide who is the next to go to the heavy side layer so that so that we can have yeah. a new Jellicoe life. You know the spiel. Um, <laughs> uh, and and so uh, Chrissy goes uh, goes through every single cat and tells us like who would be a good candidate. And then when she got to Tugger, <laughs> she immediately said, Tugger is not a candidate. And <laughs> she straight up said, Tugger is not a candidate. He does not like, he could not be bothered with it at all. And, and that got my like creative juices thinking. I was like, okay, so if he doesn't, if he's not a candidate, then it just gives all the more reason why he just wants to have a party all the time. And, and, you know, and that's why he enters the way that he enters is because, I mean, he says it in, in his song, like he, there's nothing that he enjoys more than a horrible muddle. He loves the mischief. So it's like, all right, like if I'm not going anywhere, I might as well just do something here. You know? I love it. So you, okay. So you are basically told right up front, Hey, I'm not even in the running. I'm just here to cause some mm-hmm. wreak havoc and have some fun. Yeah. And so, and, and you kind of have the one, I think really one of the only roles where you get a little bit of freedom, like, cause you have some flexibility to kind of go a little off script because that's kind of the character. So like, did you get to play with that every night? I did. I did. Even, even during rehearsal. Um, this is, this is actually really uh, a fun thing that I will never forget. Um, there was one part that I improvised. It wasn't necessarily like a, a line change or anything, but it was just something that I had just ad libbed, um, really. Um, and I remember we were doing notes after our run. Um, Chrissy, <laughs> Chrissy said, "Don't ad lib. You cannot compete with D- with T. S. Eliot." And I was like, "Noted, noted." Yeah. So, so that also gave me an idea as to be like, okay, so like, you know, uh, again, I didn't go like way off script. It was just more like a like a small little ad lib, but that detail can change a whole lot. And I was like, okay, so like, I know what to do and what not to do. So that's a that's a fun little tidbit of fun fact that I have with that. Um, but, so interesting. But as far as like you know, then doing the show and getting used to the body uh, of Tugger, um, I started to take a, a little bit more liberty um, with with how he reacts um, with the cats and how he reacts with the audience. Um, a theory of mine is that, you know, uh, well, it's, it's actually pretty straightforward, really, um, it, that as soon as the show starts, you know, we got the overture happening and then, uh, you know, the cats come out and we see the audience. So we know that they're there because they're in our space. Um, so we're like, totally. why are you guys in our space? It, it doesn't seem to be like, are you just like passing through? Oh, you're, you're, you're here to stay. Okay. Well, you guys don't look smart enough to be around us. So we're going to tell you how great we are. And we do that for two and a half hours. Um, so, yeah. so then, Cause, yeah. Because you don't get to do green eyes, right? Because you don't, no. like, with COVID, they didn't let you in the audience. But that's kind of generally how the show starts. Yeah. Right? That's like, that was my experience is you're, as a cat in the crowd with that exact thing, like, oh, you're here. I'm going to get right in your face. Mm-hmm. Like show you that you're in my space, yeah, and then go and kind of tell us the story. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of restrictions due to COVID, so we weren't able to go out yeah. to the audience as much, um, or at all really. Um, but we kept the intensity of of knowing that the audience is there and we could look at them because they're in our space. Um, mm-hmm. And so for Tugger, um, I I I felt like I just knew what to do. Um, Tugger is definitely the type of cat where he is just so, so preening um, that like he'll just like he's that type of cat where like he'll go up to you and just like, like rub against your leg and look right at you be like, I'm cute, right? Like you like me, you know, very much <laughs> like that. Um, and and he does that for five minutes straight in his number. Um, but but yes, I'm sorry. So for for Tugger, um, he since he knows that the audience is there. He's out there to show them, like, I see you guys. I know, I, I, I see you, see me, see you. Like, I know you're here, and I know that you think I'm pretty. So let me shimmy for you a little bit, you know. <laughs> so, so, like, so plays it up for the crowd. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like I, for for me, like I just try to ham it up as possible because it's the only time 
to really really that th- those five minutes are really to show who he is as a as a cat i almost said a person but mm-hmm. a cat <laughs> yeah yeah uh, um did you like it's such a rock number minus the couple years they made it a rap number mm-hmm. um did you like build off of any rock influences yes yeah a whole lot um i uh obviously it, that was also another thing like that there was a lot of um talk uh, talks with between um my musical director and the conductor and also people from rug um they were telling me how like you know because he he was he's changed a whole lot as far as the sound is concerned and back mm-hmm. in 81 you know he was highly influenced by Elvis Presley and then you know when it came to Broadway like it was more like Mick Jagger Elvis was still kind of there um yeah. but Mick Jagger and then years down the line especially uh towards uh, the revival there were talks of like you know of more pop stars like like Prince and Bruno Mars and all that stuff so so there was a lot uh, of influence there to like kind of like figure out okay what is his voice now um and for me um with the influences that I had looked through for me, it was more so like Metallica a little bit. Okay, yeah. I like that. Um, very like very um, like James Hetfield, because uh, I I love I love the way that he sings, um, and and he always throws in like a like a, a yeah in in his singing, and uh, for for me, I kind of threw that in there uh, on on like the like the occasional um, riffs in the in the song, so mm-hmm. so that so I inspired a lot from Metallica. Uh, to like just get into it um i love metallica actually uh other 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 bands uh i can't really i can't really think off the top of my head but metallica was definitely uh one, one of the influences for me nice i i think that's great and i mean i think your your song is so it's a very memorable number because it kind of comes like right at you. It's like very in your face <laughs> yes. and it's, you know, it's uh, a, a very sexual and like a lot of like hip thrusting and all kinds of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, being on tour where you're not in the same city every night and you're kind of moving around, yeah. like, did you feel that reaction like in different places? Like, I do think there are some cats and numbers that are like, okay, these are going to be like these are the memorable ones that everyone's gonna like come after the show and see at the stage room and be like oh there's your tugger (laughs) like did you have like any any kind of like fun uh interactions with crowds after with the numbers so like so kind of like rock heavy i did i did actually i I didn't realize like how even before get going into this tour like i didn't realize like how strong the cats fandom is um yes. they are powerful oh my gosh like it's a it's an incredible it's it's incredible like it's a and it's it's an entirely different beast really um so you know it also a little overwhelming because like you know it's it's cats you know and and people and there's a huge amount of people that really love cats and i love that so much for them um but but yeah no like after after the shows um when we were allowed to or or people were by the stage door um they would they would kind of pick me out and and see um you know me also like i i am very much into like um promoting and a lot of content creating i i did a lot of that on my tiktok which yep. uh, which kind of blew up my account from doing from doing cats um and you know i would get a lot of comments on my videos being like hey i'm going to see you um, at this theater, can't wait to see you there. Or uh, I'll be waiting at stage door here. Uh, also, like a lot of just DMs on my Instagram as well. It was, it, it was very like awesome, um, scary but awesome uh, because yeah. I was going to be like meeting a, a bunch of, knowing that there's a, a bunch of people there to see me, you know. Um, and, and of course, no, sorry, not just not just me, but to see cats, you know. Um, totally. Yeah. 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 Um, I see. I, get, I totally get what you're saying. I was actually going to ask you about that because I saw that you. I mean, like, I actually got sent a couple. I, I the fan base is powerful, as you say. Yeah. They're very passionate. So I got sent a lot of your um, TikToks early on. Oh, really? Like when you had, <laughs> right when your tour had started, and um, I loved it. I thought it was super fun. So you know, was this something where you you know like you saw this great vehicle and was like, all right, I'm going to be in these cool costumes. I'm going to have this opportunity, and it's going to be great content. Like, how did you kind of start with that? Did it just come naturally, or was there like a lot of thought of like all right this is gonna be perfect for tiktok it it kind of just happened really um i was already pretty big with like you know just making niche content for tiktok before before tick uh 
tugger talk as, as some people call it. Yeah. Um, I was very much into doing star Wars, TikTok. Because uh, I'm, okay. I'm a huge Star Wars uh, fan. Uh, I love Darth Maul. Um, that was my niche at the time. Like I would do a lot of like memes. Um, and because I wanted to put myself out there as like a, a voice actor, I, I practiced a lot of Darth Maul's voice from like the Clone Wars and all that stuff. Uh, and people got a, a kick out of that. So like I already had a sort of like fan base uh, doing that. And then once I told people that like, oh, like I am going on tour as a cat, everyone just went gung ho and they were like, yes, we are here for it. Um, so, so it kind of came naturally for me, um, just like cr- making more content, uh, uh, in a, uh, as, uh, as Rum Tum Tugger. Love it. Okay. So we're now going to do the crossover. You never expected to happen today. Oh, what's up? We're going to figure out which Star Wars characters <laughs> would, be, which, would be which cat. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm ready for this. Okay. Yes. So let's start with, let's start with Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Oh, man. Um, I feel Luke Skywalker would be Plato. Plato. Mm-hmm. Okay. Younger, kind of um, figuring stuff out. Mm-hmm. Like what What else? What's the other, what are the other thoughts there well uh i'm thinking i'm thinking like luke skywalker from a new hope like he's like he's very young um and you know just like very uh very hopeful and you know growing up coming of age um and that's very similar to plato um especially how we see his relationship with victoria you know um and Mm -hmm. he seems to be like i feel like Plato is like one of the one of the kittens that is just growing up just a little bit. He's going he's going through that awkward phase, like you know, like he's trying to grow out his hair a bit more, and it's like weird, um, <laughs> you know, like very like very like uh, adolescent, um, okay. very much like I love Skywalker. It. What about Han Solo? Han Solo. Well, he's a smuggler, right? And there are plenty of talks uh, from from uh, from people. Um, asking me if Tugger would be a Jedi or a Sith, and I think he's a smuggler, so I think Tugger would be Han Solo, really. Okay, yeah, I love it. Uh, what about uh, Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren. Hmm. Oh, that's easy. That's McCavity. Is that McCavity or is that Darth Vader though? <sighs> hmm. No, I don't think it's Darth Vader because with Kylo Ren, it's it's very. With Darth Vader, Darth Vader was like, you know, um, he went through all that stages. Like Anakin went through all the stages to become what he what he becomes. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Kylo Ren is is angst and he is jealousy. And that is actually one of the words that describes McCavity. Uh, one of the three words is is jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just see that um, with Kylo Ren more so. Okay, mm-hmm. I like it. So, who would you have as Darth Vader then? Oh, man, well, well, there isn't any other villains with yeah <laughs> with with the with a cat. Well, actually, l- let me think about this. Let me think. Oh man, this is probably the part where you're gonna have to cut the like the the period, the pause period over here because I'm really I'm really thinking about this. Who who do you think? Do you have one in mind, or you thought McCavity? I thought it was McCavity. I think um, who's the henchman? I don't even know if it's in your production. There's a henchman in the um, pirate scene that's also supposed to be like kind of the bad guy. Oh, oh yeah, no, we don't, we don't uh, do Growl, Growl Tiger. Tiger. Growl Tiger, maybe. Yeah. I kind of thought I would have had Kylo Ren as Mungo Jerry and Darth Vader as McCavity, and but maybe that's just kind of the age version of that. Oh, that's probably true. Well, you know, like I don't like that's the thing. Like I don't see Mungo Jerry as a as a very like angry cat. Um, sure, like he's a he's a little mischievous, but um, yeah. but he he doesn't go off to other planets killing other people. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally just just out of like pure rage like you know <laughs> yeah well there's not enough there's not enough villains in cats basically, that, that's the problem that's here. true that's true darth vader can be grizabella <laughs> <laughs> that works i like that yeah yes actually wait that could work too because here's the thing um grizabella is redeemed in the end and so is darth vader so that works i think all right I'm down for all that. right that works yeah let's Let's do a couple more. What about Princess Leia? Princess Leia. I I immediately want to say Victoria because like, you know, uh, Leia's in the the all white outfit and Victoria's the white cat. Maybe in the beginning. Um, but but no, let's think of another one. Uh, I think Princess like I'm trying to think of Princess Leia as a whole. I'm thinking, oh, actually, 
I'm thinking either either between Bomb Ballerina or Demeter. I was thinking Bomb. That was where it's, my head it's went. More, I think more Bomb. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, last one. I think this is probably the... There's two answers, I think, for this one. But what about Yoda? Yoda. Um, it could be Old Deuteronomy. Um, or, or or Gus. Or Gus. I think or Gus. Yeah. Those are, I think, your two. Yeah, for sure. I think I think like definitely both of them for sure because they both have a lot to offer as far as like you know wisdom, because um, mm-hmm. you know like there's you know there's the beginning of Act Two with the, the moments of happiness, um, but but I feel like but I feel like you know I, I'm just th- like I'm just thinking like every single character's arc really because like you know you see Yoda as like you know he's a part of the Jedi Council and he's he. Like in my opinion, he doesn't really think super clear, um, because everything that he sees is kind of cloudy and faded. Um, but then, like in his die in his like dying moments, like in his last days, that's what I meant. In his last days, um, he is more aware of like life itself, mm-hmm. you know. So that could be old yeah. Deuteronomy and Gus, really. Yeah, it can be old dude. I think. I mean, the fact that you said that he's not clear, I think that would be my way to, to say it's old dude because i don't think old dude makes the right decision um okay i really enjoyed this star wars that was break. really fun i, I, I like that i always love i like comparing cats to any other things it's like probably one of my favorite things to do i love it we'll be back after this short break Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I want to go back to some of the relationships with Tugger yeah. and the like the other characters and some of the ones that like I think because of how um, how much personality comes from Tugger, there's a lot of like theories and potentials. So mm-hmm. let's start with mistopheles the obvious one. yeah yeah what's going on there in your eyes like what's happening there i think they're they're boyfriend and boyfriend i think that's what they okay. are I, I it's it's all the fan fiction is that and so yeah. i it's one of those things that there's some versions of where they're together there's some versions where they might be brothers mm-hmm. there's some versions where they're like other relationships but pretty much every uh, drawing or writing I have seen has mm-hmm. been boyfriend and boyfriend. I think I I think that too, really, because like you know, um, I mean, d- d- like disregarding like you know that whole number of Mister Mistopheles and how Tugger presents Mister Mistopheles to save to save old dude. I just think because for me, for me, like I I like between Paul and I's dynamic, um, uh, who's who's uh, the Misto now, um. Like we always played with like, you know, our, our, our looks at each other, even during Tugger, like we have, we have little moments, you know? And I think mm-hmm. because, um, we're all, you know, Jellico cats, like they're, they're all very mystical and magical. Um, it's clear that Mr. Mistopheles is the, is the most magical one, the most powerful one, but Tugger mm-hmm. has a bit of magic too, you know? Um, I don't know if, if this was necessarily shown in other versions, but in, but in the revival, um, you know, there's like a little bit of a, of a duet between uh, Tugger and Misto where they're sharing the magic. So like Tugger is like throwing spotlights uh, um, at other cats to like, you know, feel to like feel good or whatever. Um, But Misto is also next to him, like projecting that. So like together they create literal magic. Um, So, so, you know, and I think because of that powerful dynamic, there is a lot of love there um, because they understand each other. Um, and I think Misto is the only one that kind of really does understand uh, Tugger in that sense. Again, it's not spoken of or, or shown or, or there are smaller elements where it can be shown, but it's never really spoken about. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's there. When Chrissy tells you the cat's story, mm-hmm. does is there an opinion on that given? 
Um, no, no, there is there really wasn't any um any mention of between like that relationship. Um, really. Okay, because it seems one that's like it seems almost assumed over the years, mm-hmm. but I've always wondered if it's one of those just like it's because of staging and certain things. And like, you're like, you're saying the new magic part together where there's a lot of stuff that happens together that you can make the assumption of relationship, but there's not actually a spoken. This isn't like, there's a couple that are spoken or there seems to be a couple that's like, we know this is true. And I think one of those is like, I'm pretty sure it's pretty much like it's that old Deuteronomy is your dad. Mm-hmm. This your brother. Like some of those are just like convinced. Like that's, that's true. What do you think about Grizabella? Grizabella, like what's like, is that your mom? What's what's Tucker's relationship with Grizz? Yeah, I th- is it your mom? No, I think Grizabella is more like my aunt, like my okay. annoying aunt. Um, I think my mother is Jenny Annie Dots. Jenny Annie Dots and Old Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. our parents. Okay, mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and because like you know, Old Do isn't always around. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, there's also that relationship between uh, Skimble Shanks and Jenny Annie Dots. Um, they're yep. they're always together. Um, and I think, okay, so this is a whole like branch going on here. So I, for Tugger, I think Jenny Anidots is like the, like his mother, um, like he birthed him, um, for sure. Um, because if you look at the costumes, like we have the same like spots, yeah, we have similar spots. Um, and I think, you know, um, Skimbleshanks is like father figure, but he's more, more so like my uncle. So like, I like to give him like a really tough time. Um, but but with Grizabella, I don't think there really is like a like a, a big relationship between um between the two. Okay. It, it's it's like one of the rumors the family tree, cat's family tree is yeah. um is unclear and it seems to change a lot. So Grizabella being your mom is one scenario, but I think a lot of that's just the assumption of she was a pop star type of person before mm-hmm. you're kind of the rock star. Yeah. Is that like just making that tie together? I mean, that makes sense. Like I, I wouldn't put it past it. Um, but you know, with what, cause you know, me, me and my castmates, like in the beginning, we, we spoke about this. We spoke about like, mm-hmm. what are, well, all of our relationships are together. Um, I know for me, like, I know that the, the, the definite relationships, uh, that I have are with, um, old Deuteronomy and monkey strap. Um, yeah, a little bit of McCavity, but not as much, um, because, um, uh, Monk, Tugger and McCavity are brothers. We're, we're, yeah. we're the three. Um, and we're all of course, like products of, um, of, uh, old Deuteronomy. Um, and you can even see it in the way that uh, our hair is like, you know, um, mm-hmm. monkey strap is like, it's very pointed out, but it's out. Um, Tugger is also out, but he's got a more, um, he's got more, uh, what, what is that? He's got more tease like in his mane. hair. Yeah. It's very much a mane. He's got more tease in his hair. Um, whereas McCavity similar, but like, it's not there. Like if you look really mm. close at it, like you can see, like he has like curls, uh, like near the top, kind of similar to where Tugger is. Um, so, and, and similar, um, color scheme really. So the three of us are, are definitely brothers. And then the rest is kind of just implied. So it's like you and Miss Stone are together. Mm-hmm. Jenny might be your mom. Mm-hmm. There's the other one that's always been told to me, and it seems like it's an unwritten like part, but almost written, is, is that McCavity and Demeter are in like an abusive relationship. Yeah. So um yes. Um so with McCavity. Um, we're also scared of him because, well, cause he's, he's really bad. He's not, he's not a good cat at all. Um, and we, we have accepted Demeter and Bomb Ballerina because they were both products of McCavity. And we, and we also say that for Grizabella, but she really fell down into the deep end. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Grizabella, Bomb and Demeter were all products of McCavity, but we were, ju- we were able to save Bomb and Demeter. Um, Bomb is a bit more experienced because like she, she, um she grew past her trauma and she and she was able to like you know um uh, uh become stronger from that whereas demeter is still kind of traumatized so that's why we have bomb to balance her out um yeah whereas uh again grisabella um she fell deep into it um and th- it's still a little unclear to me as to like why we really why we really shun her way um, but but we all know that because she stayed the way that she stayed and because she was a product of McCavity, we're like, no, we can't we can't take you in like that. Like, you know, you got to figure mm-hmm. that stuff on your own. I think it's yeah. I think it's because like, you know, because she went through so much trauma 
that um that she couldn't um find find the path um and I, I, again there's a lot of there's a lot of speculations that i'm not sure i'm not sure how to um articulate well um but but yeah it's 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 sad either way <laughs> Yeah, totally. Well, this is uh, that might not lend well to my last argument. Let's switch gears to some rapid fire. Um, sure. If you were going to go on as another cat, not as Tugger, forget if you're capable of singing it, yeah. dancing it, male, female, whatever. If you could just do one track one night, who would you want to go on? Bomb Ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, I think that's always a fun answer mm-hmm. of just going on and, and, and singing that that song uh that's the, that's the song that gets stuck in my head most now it's whenever a, yeah, I like. yeah also just um, like the oh, the color scheme that she has it's so vibrant it's so cool mm-hmm. what who are your favorite and least favorite cats not characters not actors like <laughs> right. you personally not tugger mm-hmm. like as you zach me um i <laughs> i think my least favorite character is the rumpus cat um, my favorite, my favorite, ah, my favorite has to be Mungo Jerry for sure. Okay. I just want to say, I, I really appreciate that you went with least favorite first because so often everybody in the show is like very political and they're like, here's my favorite. And it's like, oh, I have to pick a least favorite. And you're like, here right away. Yeah. I can tell you the one I dislike the most. Yeah. The rumpus cat. I'm like, okay, like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is your favorite song in the show? Skimble Shanks. Skimble Shanks, yeah. I love it. That's such a, a fast pace, like unique piece. What part of the do you build part of the train? What part of the train are you? Oh no, I, I'm chilling out on the tire. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm chilling with I'm chilling with dad. I'm like, hey, what's up? What's up, old dude? Like, oh, look at the train. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, I, that one. I still to this day, um, the time the first time I saw it, the light hit me in the audience, like it flashed. Oh, wow. You know, like they flashed on the audience and it hit me, and so I was like, I don't know who flashed the thing at me, but I was like. I, I had a very anti Skimble Shanks mindset for a oh, while no. just because of that. I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm turning the corner. I'm starting to like Skimble. There was um, one time, there was one show that I actually did help build the train. Um, and that was because we, we were we were going through a, a big um, COVID outbreak. So like we were kind of mm. losing some people, some cats. Yeah. Um, and I helped with one of the one of the wheels. <laughs> I helped with one of the wheels and I did not realize how heavy that thing was. I was like, Oh my God. And it's angled weird. Like you have, you're holding this stick and this big metal wheel, like out, out in front of it. And you're trying to make it spin. And I'm like, Oh my God. Turning it. Right. Yeah. So who gets, when there's like, when you had COVID outbreaks, did you have the twins? Like who got cut? Who were the, the ones that they pulled out? Uh, like what were the cats that are normally in cats were taken out? Uh, let me see. They were, Etc. was taken out. Um, it's usually like etc. The twins and syllabub are the ones that I've always heard. No, of we've had we we have the twins and syllabub. I think it was like just okay. etc. Really. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's not bad. That's mm-hmm. I thought for sure it was gonna be like so. That's that's great. Oh, um, Carbuckety, um, Carbuckety. Oh yeah, is yeah. Out to, um, I feel like there's, there's a couple of other. Well, I played Bill Bailey, but usually Bill Bailey is just mm-hmm. like a different. Is usually a a different cat of its own yeah uh there's i'm sure there's a few others um okay what um here's my last rapid fire before we go into the million dollar question okay um since you are you know have a have a nice little tugger talk um which cat besides tugger do you think would be great on tiktok (laughs) they become the influencers uh skimble shanks for sure skimble shanks with all the train content oh yeah oh yeah yeah, there's. I think there's a couple answers. I think it's Bomb and Victoria are doing the dances. Oh yeah, they got the dances down for sure. And I and I think there's a world where Buster Jones has some like cooking. Oh niche my thing. god! If not TikTok, then definitely on the Food Network. Like he'll have yeah. his own spot there. Own channel, everything. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right, now here's the final million dollar question. Okay. Um, All right. I've already get argued at length. I don't think Grizabelle is the right jokeful choice. Sure. So I want to know who are you picking? Why are you picking them? Like who are you defending? Ah, I I've been told I've been told um, this so many times that I've actually like come to terms with believing it. Um, I think I think it's does it have to be one or could I do two? You can do two. I'm gonna do two. It's either Skimble Shanks or Gus. It's either one of those. All right. So uh, give me the rationale behind both of them. So with 
Skimble Shanks, um, and I spoke about this with uh, Chris Salvaggio, who plays Skimble Shanks. Um, yes. There's a lot of um, similar tones in, in in his song that are played throughout the the show um, that makes you speculate, oh, it could be Skimble Shanks. Like, he is the perfect contender to go to the heavy side there. Um, so there's that. So, like, if you hear it, if you hear it in the music, in uh, the moments of happiness, um, of of many generations, Skimble Shanks thought... Like, it's like, ding, ding, ding. You hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, could be him. Um, and with... And also, like, Skimbleshanks, like, is just, like, the most, the most pure. Like, you have, like, you can't, there's, like, no one has any arguments about Skimbleshanks. Like, we love Skimbleshanks. Like, even Tugger loves Skimbleshanks. Like, and he mm-hmm. bothers him so many times. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you could totally go there. Like, I don't know. Um, totally. But with Gus, personally, I just, I just love Gus. And he, he's just so, he's just so, so very whole and has so much experience. And, you know, it's like, it's like, it definitely could be his time. Um, but, uh, I hear that there's like a lot of theories as to like why he doesn't go to it at all. Like plenty of them. I, I don't know, but, um, but well, the, the first one I heard on that was from the 2016 Gus mm-hmm. who said he didn't have a life to live. So he thought if he was chosen, he wouldn't be reborn. Like he thought he was, that was his end. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I kind of dark. Like yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think that is, I think that was his way of being like this is why i'm not getting picked every night Mm. um so that was kind of my thought there i did i i like your uh, so i I do have an episode with chris i don't know if it's coming out before or after this so at some point you'll hear um but there is his thought was which i loved is that actually skimble was the choice until grizabella came back and then it was like he was gonna be it right and then grizabella came back and stole his thunder (laughs) yes yes he he's mentioned that plenty of times yes like at that yeah, very so moment, I, like it could have been him. I, I like that theory. I think the question that the unanswerable question, or it could be answered by Chrissy or Adriel Weber or somebody, but the unanswerable question is, is what is the criteria of Deuteronomy? And is it the same every year? Hmm. Because we only get one ball. Yeah. And we only get this year. And it's like they, he chose redemption and teaching a lesson and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is what was last year's? And I think one of your castmates thought Victoria was last year's. Mm-hmm. Who's next year's? Because if, if it's redemption, who's your redemption story next year? Do you have a redemption story next year? Um, is that McCavity? Like, I, so that's where I struggle with it is that like, I don't know what the criteria is. Mm-hmm. And because I don't know the criteria, I think it's just like a whatever old Deuteronomy is thinking, which is a flavor of the year yeah. type of thing. Because you can make an argument for a lot of people. I still think the argument I made originally, which was my joke, which you're telling me is not a possibility because Chrissy told you you're not even in the running, but I watched a competition show. So I thought, what was the best two performances that I enjoyed that I could do? And I put Tugophilies, Tugger and Mustafilies together. Oh. Like, like at the X Factor. Yeah. I want to combine the two yeah. into one, into a duo instead of a single. And I'm going to bring them up. Yeah. If I'm old Deuteronomy, that's my criteria. Yeah. But it seems like there's not an answer to that question. And so that makes this very hard. Yeah. But Gus is a Gus Skimble. Sometimes Jenny, I think Skimble, the other thing is Skimble and Jenny, you wonder, can the tribe survive without them? Like they do so much. Mm, yeah. I, you know, there was, there was never any talks of like, or at least with, within the tribe on like what old Deuteronomy's criteria was. I'm sure, um, mm-hmm. in um, who's our old dude, um, has, has had that conversation of like what his criteria is and, or, or what, or what he thinks old dude's criteria is. But I, I'm actually, um, I, I I don't know either, really. Um, but I I would love to talk about um, a theory that I have as to why um, Tugger Tugger isn't a contender. Um, okay, and, let's hear it. Yeah, because and, and I and I've and I brought this up on Instagram a couple times. I think people have asked me like, "Oh, like what's your head cannon?" And I was like, "Okay, um, well." Being that in this version of Cats, um, I play Bill Bailey, and then I go off to then play Rum Tum Tugger. So I feel I theorize that Bill Bailey is also Rum Tum Tugger, um, but Bill mm-hmm. Bailey was given a chance to go to the heavy side layer to become Rum Tum Tugger, um, and and with that in mind, I think um, Bill Bailey um, never lived his life to the fullest. Um, so Old Deuteronomy gave him that chance to. 
um, be able to express himself the way that he wanted to. Even the name Bill Bailey seems it seems very like I don't know posh. I don't know. Um, so it's like, so so like you know with when he's given that chance to go to the heavy side layer and then it comes back as Rum Tum Tugger, and you see Rum Tum Tugger and, and what he represents, which is just fun openness um happiness freedom you know um he um he then uh tugger then realizes that like you know he's he's fine the way that he is so like he mm-hmm. has no worries of going to the heavy side layer which which i don't think it's a bad thing a bad thing <laughs> that he's that he's not a contender um because uh, a, a little acting detail that i kind of throw in uh during the show um, is you know uh, during during memory, um, we all we're all scattered away. We're dispersed. We hide ourselves. I- I'm not looking at Grizabella, but I'm hearing her. And I, the second time that she says happiness, it strikes me. I'm like, wait, I know what that is. That's mm-hmm. how that's how I express myself. And this is me being Tugger. Like this is how I express true happiness. And that's all you want so like oh now now i get it i get it um so that's that's my thing yeah i I think it's fair it's it's the the your life is great right now as is Mm -hmm. you don't want to even if it's like winning you don't want to because the whole point is you go and you get reborn as a new cat another life Mm -hmm. and you're like my life's pretty good like i don't want to i don't want to leave it right now so i think that that's that's totally fair Mm -hmm. Um, that goes back to again, like what's the criteria and what is what does it actually mean to win? Like I looked at it as, uh, uh, you know, a not just a death, but it's like I, some people don't even think it's death. Some people think it's like you can just go up to the the uh, attic of the Winter Garden and hang out. You know, like that was one theory for one point, and then you know, one is that you win the show. So it's like it even depends on that criteria, and yeah. um, and it's so open ended, which is why this show this podcast the show going for 41 years yeah. like it can exist is because there isn't a lot of that stuff yeah. but i love so bill bailey so your theory is bill bailey was a choice what like a year or two ago and then comes back as tugger mm-hmm. interesting i don't think i've ever I, that might be i know you've started that rumor i don't think i've heard that from anybody else oh yeah no uh, it, again it was just like like character work and mm-hmm. and you know um the the makeup is very similar uh to both of them and you know it's just, it's just like the difference is like the look really um yeah but yeah no that was that was something i just put together because again i know that like in um in earlier versions of cats like bill bailey is its own cat separate um, separate, cat, own separate yeah. cat but um but because you know i i was i was very honored to play bill bailey for like 10 minutes of the of the, of the first 10 minutes of the yeah. show um i just sort of went with that i was like okay they're they're the same totally. they're the same totally um what what other theories do you have? Do you have anything else that anything that we've missed? Uh, do I have any other theories? Um, other than Mister and Tucker are boyfriend and boyfriend. Uh, then not. Uh, no, not really. Um, okay. The, I guess one thing that I wanted to portray more with Tugger was his generosity and and how genuine he can actually be. It's not just just up until mr mistopheles like that like once we get there like we we actually know his arc like he's like yeah. he comes in he messes things up um but then he comes back to actually help out in the end um mm-hmm. i wanted to show that from the very beginning um with tugger is that like yes he's there to mess things up a little bit but he's not there to like destroy the junkyard he's not here to ruin the night he's just here to have fun yeah which is, I think, not always the way it's played. I think some of it's like the Tugger's going to wreak havoc. Like, <laughs> I am here to cause mischief and, like, kind of be a nuisance because I can because it's my dad's in charge, yeah. you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like that, 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 that slight tweak on it is I am, like, I'm here. I am a member of this tribe. I want to be a member of this tribe, but I want to go have a good time. Yeah. For sure. Um, in the beginning of uh, <laughs> in the beginning of uh, Tugger, um, you know, I say, "Who will it be?" And then I start like this maniacal laugh. Um, just like it's it's even said in the <laughs> in the score, it's like ad lib laughter. Um, <laughs> uh, I come in with this like crazy laugh, and it's it's a laugh that I actually do, like as Zach, like I just do it. Um, and and you know, like that. I think that was another thing 
two that I want to showcase with uh, with um, with Tucker being genuine is because like I really want to project myself um, into mm-hmm. the role. So adding that laugh um, and knowing that like the, even though it's it's a little it's a little scary the laugh um, we know that like he's just really having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Can you give us one? Can you do it on cue? I, I could if you wanted me to. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Want, this is an audio platform. Sure. Let's hear it. Okay, you might have to help me out here. Could you say, could you say, um, Jellicles, yes, Jellicles ask because Jellicles dare. Who will it be? Jellicles ask because Jellicles dare. Who will it be? Who will it be? It <laughs> <laughs> was. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad that we have that on record yes, uh, yes. For, for the world. Um, this was amazing. How can people stay in touch? Like, so, I mean, TikTok, social media, like what are the best ways to, to keep up with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, I don't really have a lot of Tugger content anymore, um, but like the, the videos are still there. If you want to check them out um, on my TikTok, it's at Zach Bravo. It's just my full name, Z-A-C-H-B-R-A-V-O. Um, or if you just want to check out on like any other updates that I do like throughout my day um, or um, my post on Instagram, you can follow me on at the underscore Zach Bravo and uh, you'll catch me there. Awesome. Well, this was super fun. I'm glad we got to to end on the the maniacal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being a guest and sharing your theories and sharing your experience. Thank you. Th- this was really fun. Thank you so much. Awesome. And thanks everyone else for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wrong Cat Died, or check out our website, thewrongcatdied.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.